Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Randy. So today, today I wanted to um, talk a little bit about, I, I, I've, I, I've come up with an app idea, so I figured we'd talk through it, you being the, the more experienced in React Native. Than, than I am. Um, I, I need a little guidance on on ideation and will this work? Well, can I use React Native or do I have to go on pure native for for watch devices? So yeah. Um, so we've talked very minutely about one of my biggest hobbies that I do just all the time, and that's a, I'm a I'm a American football official. Um, and I've, yes. I've also gotten to be a soccer official. So for the remainder of this podcast and likely the remainder of time that we talk about any of this stuff, when I say football, I mean American football. When I mean what the rest yeah. of the world calls football, I'm going to say soccer. So I, I, I'm a referee in both sports. And now <clears throat> I'm going to get the jokes out of the way first, oh, but yeah. this means <laughs> you're, you're moving to being a ref means you hate athletes and you hate winning and you hate fun related. Athletics, I hate fun. Correct? I hate fun. Just leave it there. And okay. that's, that's, that's my job to take all the fun away okay. from, from sports. So, that satisfies my referee jokes for the whole episode. For there we go. this episode, because I'm sure there will be exactly. more. Um, <laughs> so, which we've actually talked about a different podcast on just that subject, but that's that's neither here nor there for the moment. <laughs> um, yes. So, both sports and and referees in and, and and usually when you talk about soccer you use the term referee when you talk about football the referee is a specific official on the field so you usually talk about officials when you're talking about the collective group um, for simplicity's sake i will use referee as officials for both sports for today um yeah so um in soccer, the referees all have watches so that they can they can keep time um, of the game. It, it's super secret referee time that's kept on a soccer official's watch. Nobody else can know what it is, and it's most of the time mm-hmm. made up. Um, so there's there's my referee joke for the day. <laughs> um, now I'm glad I'm glad this is being told to us. By the other side. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, that's not true, obviously, but uh, it feels that way as as a fan. I, I, it certainly feels that way from time to time. Um, yeah. So, but what I've noticed is is there's a <clears throat> decent amount of actually soccer specific watches on the market today. Um, they keep. They keep the time, so you can set it to 40 minutes. You can set it to any number of uh, downward five-minute increments, 45, 40, um, all the way down to like 20, which is like your middle school games. And in addition, there are some watches where you can set the color of the teams and then track the yellow and red cards as well, right on the watch. And that's without mm-hmm. it being a full-blown you know, Apple Watch or, or Android Wear, which is awesome. Um, not it that that does not exist as much as to big a degree in football. Um, so yeah. in the United States, I can't. It, there are thousands of football officials. Um, now, I will say that in my experience. Um, limited in my limited experience, football officials tend to age older and more technophobic than soccer officials. Um, okay. So the idea of football officials getting comfortable wearing an Apple Watch or an Android wa- uh, Wear watch um, <clears throat> on a football field to to use is a barrier. Um, well. Okay, so let's can we stop? Let's stop there, right here. Yeah, let's stop there. I want to back up, uh, or maybe back up 
I want to ask about problems. Okay, let's do that. The watches, the watches are in the watch apps. In theory, are solving a problem. It's a solution for it's the soccer. The sure. So let's go for back. The soccer ref. So, so tell me, tell me what the so, tell me what the soccer ref problems are. So, so what does the and, and that's what I essentially laid out is what does a, what does the soccer referee need to do? He needs to keep time. He needs to. And we we all have notebooks that we keep on our persons. Um, that we take out after every score, after every card or things like that, um, and rewrite things down. So what the, what the current um, soccer referee watch app does is it keeps time, it keeps score, it keeps count of reds and yellow cards and the number of the player um, given those cards too. So all those are problems that referees have to solve. How do I keep track of all this? And like I said, we keep it in the notebook, but I can tell you, I got rained on the other night and I pulled my notebook out and it was, it it was a paper mess. Now there are some, there are some other solutions of writing on plastic and it it doesn't always work all that well. That doesn't work much better either. So uh, let me ask a question as a fan. They, there's no one in the media booth keeping track of this stuff for the folks on the field? At your higher levels, sure. At the high school level, absolutely not. Uh, okay. At the so, high school so level, the dat- for sure not. So the requirement of the job is to track certain bits of data that are happening in real time on the field. Right. And the problem is that the tried and true pen, pencil, paper notebook is, has problems with weather. And what, what other problems do, do pens and paper, so, does the current solution represent? So it doesn't, it doesn't really, I mean, I, I don't want to undersell the solution that's been in place for 80 years, right? Or, or even longer. Mm-hmm. Um, pen and paper work fine. Pencil and paper work fine. They have their drawbacks. Why would I put it on a watch? I don't know. It sounds cool. I'm a tech guy. That's what I do. Um, and, and the fact that a, a well-built, uh, app already exists for soccer refs and and it's at ref6.com, R-E-F-S-I-X.com. Um, so I can't give you a reason why we would do um, the watch over pencil, pencil and paper. Okay. Weather is one reason, but is that a good enough reason? I don't know. Um, it, it's also, I'm, there are also minor things like being able to download that, that it, game information to your compute, to your phone after the game and ostensibly put it somewhere. After every game, one of the referees has to go back and report the score of the game and the cards given. So to have that information is useful, and I, I haven't lost a piece of paper in the meantime. Um, but again, these are these are little issues that don't really justify using a watch over using tried and true pencil and paper. Okay, so then can you, on the features that you've seen on the soccer app, is there anything that they offer on the soccer app that you're like, wow, I wish I had that in my role as an American football rep? Well, so it's a little different on the American football side. So there we, we have we have clocks. One of the uh, referees keeps the game time on his watch. But in most high school games, you've got a stadium clock that you use. Um, Mm -hmm. that happens most of the time in soccer, but not all the time. Um, sometimes we run without scoreboard clocks, So that's why it's, it's, it's vital in soccer, but in football, for the most part, this, the time's kept on the, on the stadium clock, but there are play clocks, which every time you run a play, you have to run it. You have to start the play within a certain amount of time in high school football. It's, it's 25 seconds. So there's one referee that has to start the clock every play, before every play to count down that 25 seconds. There are mm-hmm. special purpose watches and buzzers just for that. Um, that exists. 
But the let, let me talk about the the record book we have in football. Um, we track a number, uh, a larger number of things in football. Actually, um, within our book, we will track things like the the timeouts that have been taken, um, the location of the ball at the end of the first and third quarter when you change ends of the field we we put that on in, on our pen and paper as well um we track the official timeouts we track unsportsmanlike penalties because if you get two of those if any one player gets two of those in a game he's disqualified um so we have to track that <clears throat> as well so none of that exists in an app form for a watch in football. The, the most football-specific thing I've seen is a buzzer that you wear on your belt that can run that play clock that we talked about. But that's about it. Everything else is, is so pen and pencil and paper. How many, in a high school game, how many uh, American football refs are working at a time. Uh, in a varsity game, five is usually the minimum, up to seven. Okay. So then when you're all taking these this information down on paper and pencil, are you all doing it? Does every, all five people, are they tracking the same exact data? Yes. We all keep track of timeouts. We... We won't all necessarily take down the number of an unsportsmanlike penalty. Usually the official who calls the penalty and the referee, the the head referee will take down that information. Um, not necessarily all five, but if they can, they do. The, the one that we're, we're always flashing numbers to each other on are the timeouts. So after timeouts, we'll all, we'll all hold up one, two, or three fingers on each hand and wave them at each other just so that we all agree that how many timeouts each team has. Mm, so that's an interesting aspect is that you all have this information source of pen and paper, but you, you are transmitting the data through even more old school of visual hand signs to for certain pieces of data. Sure. You're all, you know, in, in a way, you're all making votes on this is my recollection, this is my tracking, and then the head judge or head person takes those votes, and I guess what happens if there's a discrepancy? Someone the, says two, yeah, someone if says there's three. a discrepancy, we'll usually get together, talk it out, and figure out what we come up with as a as a collective. Um, usually, if there's a discrepancy, usually only one person has it wrong. So the person who has it wrong, if he flashes the wrong numbers at somebody, they'll flash back their numbers and then he'll go to somebody else and they'll flash back the same numbers the other person got and he'll eventually change his mind. Um, but if how he's much sure, time, if how much time, eh, five, 10 seconds, it's, it's not much? a lot. It's not a lot of time. Okay. Um, so it's not a painful problem. Not a painful problem. No, none of this is painful. It's a lot of this is more, oh, that's cool. Um, solution as opposed to solving real problems. So there is, I did a search for American football referee uh, Apple watch app. And the only thing I came up with was there's about a seven minute video that uh, someone did from I couldn't tell what country was from. I, I want to say Canada because a very, but, but, quote Quebec Quebec Canada where because his description was all written in French um, and he actually spoke French and it was subtitled in, in English um, and what he had created was was not bad but it, it was it was absolutely focused on the 25 the play clock the score the timeouts um, but it, it to me that there was there was significant room for improvement there. So I remember when I played American football and the refs were had little tracker devices um, that they would like clickers and it, or maybe maybe it was how uh, maybe it was baseball where they were keeping track of balls and strikes with a clicker. The, yeah, the, and in football we've got one other we've got one other tool which is kind of like a rubber band that we wear around our wrist and fingers that keeps track of the downs. 
Um, that's about the only other tool, but go on. Oh, interesting. So, so I guess my, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to totally jump ahead to interface, but most of the data you're talking about is related to incremental numbers, like an additional penalty, a timeout draw, like draw down on timeouts, um, increment add score, a penalty, increment score, yeah, that sort of thing. Agreed. So those are in in our interface world. Those tend to be pretty the most simple. You just need to tap certain, like one or two buttons at most, to get those numbers adjusted. And I would even say the, that the main screen, if we're if we're jumping to interface, the main screen is actually more just a single touch because what you've done is before the game, you've said we're running with a twenty five second clock today, so your main screen is pretty much a big go button, and when you click it, that starts the twenty five second clock, um, and it'll yeah. buzz your wrist when there's five seconds left. Um, and then it'll buzz again when when times run out. Um, that's ri- that like, that is probably the uh, the biggest use of it. The heart of the the complexity of watch apps is that they aren't by definition of the screen size. They lack a good volume of data. Right. And when you get into like, hey, I need to assign this penalty this personal foul to number 24, you're going to have to somehow choose numbers. Correct. And, and the, the, the one I saw was literally a scroll list from one to 99 or zero to 99, which as you can imagine is probably pretty cumbersome. Um, I'm not sure there's Mm -hmm. a much better answer, but that's something to be played with. So to me, it's one of those things where you're not going to build a, a, an app that solves all the problems, just that tracks all the data. Getting, getting an, having a watch completely replace the pen and paper seems like a daunting task given the volume and different inputs needed for all the data. Okay, but let let so let now let's talk about the the things that I enter most often, and let's see yeah let's see if it, if that changes. Okay, so the thing I write on the that my my card the most are the timeouts. Mm-hmm. That's easy. Okay, we say deck yep. we say home timeout. It automatically records the time of the timeout and that home took one. Um, which is exactly what I put on my piece of paper. Um, the second most often thing I put on my notepad is just those um, ball positions at the end of the first and third quarter. So that's twice a game. The number of times, so I've worked, see, I've been doing football four years, so that's roughly 10 varsity games a year. I've worked probably, we'll say, upwards of 70 or 80 football games. Okay? Mm-hmm. Ask me how many unsportsmanlike penalties I've written down. One. Oh. In 80 games, I've written down one. That, that's for a parent yelling at you from the stands. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yes, that would that's the most cumbersome if we're visualizing um, interface. That's the most cumbersome one, but it's yeah. also the one that happens the least and and it's very infrequent. So I'm not- so that would be a feature. I would throw that feature out for sure. The like so as you're explaining it, so here's another issue. You said we track timeouts, home or away team, but you track them when they occurred. Yep. What keeps a clock on your device in sync with a clock on the scoreboard? That's that's the issue that, as I was describing it to you, that's what ran through my mind is my watch is not going to match what the what the scoreboard says. So that's a significant issue. Um, that would mean we'd have yeah. to 
allow that time to be put into the um, into the device. And that's a one through 12 scroll and a zero through 59 scroll. Um, so that's not great. Um, but that that is significant. It happens as many as 12 times a game. So it's significant. Man, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know how you when you do this with a watch for input, like I've uh, a pad, an iPad tablet type device to me really, or a smartphone seems like the more doable size screen you need for this for input. I agree that, that, that the tablet size is the better screen. Um, obviously we're not going to have tablet or phones on the field. We're just not. Um, so the, Again, the person who had built a football app did use a scrolling numbers as their primary input for for player number. Um, is that the best answer? I don't know. the The one I thought of was scroll a uh, 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 split screen vertically to where you'd scroll the tens digit and you'd scroll the ones digit. So instead of having to go to fifty nine, you'd go to five and then nine. Is that faster? Is that better? I don't have a good answer for that have you ever gone to a meeting and you thought oh i'm going to take notes with my iphone or my android yes phone and do you typing with your thumbs do you feel like you're able to get down the information as fast as you do with chicken scratch on pencil and no that's why i like my samsung note is so that I can write on my phone. Like, I guess, do you really see, foresee a scenario where, like, I guess here's, a, let me ask a question. When you're doing the tracking of information for the refereeing in real time, how fast are you writing down these notes before you have to switch to something else? It's usually during a time. So, so I'm going to answer that in a couple ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because, because there, there are, there are different issues at, at stake here. It's usually during a timeout to, to tra- take down those timeout numbers. Okay. So then I'm not usually rushed. If I'm what one of these sideline officials, I'm probably writing that down while I've got a coach in my ear. Um, asking a question, asking a clarification on something. So usually I'll write it down and then address this question, or sometimes I can do both at the same time. Um, let's talk, let, let, let's change that. Let's talk about the perception of it. Sure. Okay. Everybody's used to watch, looking at a football official with a pencil and paper out, writing things down during yeah. timeouts. It's not something you're conscious of, but if I say it, you're like, yeah, you're right. I've seen that happen. Um, now envision a, an official, instead of writing things down during a timeout, he's scrolling things on his watch. What's the perception difference? <clears throat> hmm. I don't, I don't, as a, as an, as a fan, I don't have any perception difference. You don't have any perception. You don't, it doesn't take you away and go, why is he messing with his watch during a football game? Nah, not a, no, because anytime I see any device in a ref's hand, I don't think they're like talking to their friends in the stands. Sure. So that doesn't bother me. (laughs) What I would, as a user of a watch, of a Apple watch years ago, but I don't, I don't anymore. As a user of a smartphone, I would say, how in the heck is that person getting accurate numbers down with fat finger problems? Like fat fingering yeah. a phone screen or an, uh, an, a watch screen. That is by far the yeah. what I think about more than what kind of game. Is that guy playing Angry Birds? 
or Farmville while he's trying to ref this game. Like that's not, that doesn't cross my mind. It's more of that's got to be cumbersome trying to type things on that watch. Yeah. So I think we've, we've, we've talked around this whole thing and I think you've convinced me that, and, and and just talking it out has convinced me it's probably not a direction I want to go for football. Um, I think for soccer, I can get away with it because I think it's more accepted there. And I think there's, there's more going on there. Um, it's not as vital that I know that the timeout, there are no timeouts in soccer. So I don't have to know that the timeout was taken at 1859. Um, so I, I, it was more, can I bring that same technology to uh, football? And I think we've talked around it and kind of come to the, uh, I've come to the conclusion that we're probably not there yet. And I don't know how we get there, if at all. To me, Um, so, so, but here's, here, without, I want to kick this out. I want to, why would a watch help anything is kind of the question. And so you've, you've already talked about a problem that you all are taking information down redundantly and then transmitting some of it across to each other by old-fashioned hand signals. And then there's somebody in the media booth also redundantly tracking data. And if you were to have a digital means, getting away from the device... But just say if there yep. if there was a digital means of capturing information and then transmitting it amongst all the people that need it, that's an efficiency. That's a the redundancy could be looked at as a problem because if every if all five people are trying to track the same data, is that necessary? Could you reduce it to two and let the other folks focus on something else? That's a question. Does the media booth need to have an additional person tracking what the refs are officially tracking? Um, Does it speed up the time that is displayed to the fans or to the gambling community (laughs) about what's going on? Um, Those are problems that I'm curious about, which would perhaps pay for the cost of the devices because overall it's saying hey, we don't need five refs. We've introduced a device that allows us to get rid of the additional referee. We've introduced a device that allows us to be more economical about the number of people that need to be part of this operation. Um, We are able to slice off 10 minutes of a game because all the refs have on a watch all of the presentation data. So let's say you can't track the data on a watch because of the limitations of screen size. But if, if right. you're a, the head ref and you can look at a watch that shows you the key information you need instead of pulling out a piece of paper or asking the other refs, I feel like you're getting to quicker decision, more quicker, more accurate decisions because technology is facilitating the, the capture and distribution. Does that make it any sense? It, I, there, there, there might be something minor there. Um, a, you're not going to reduce the number of officials just because your record keeping got more efficient. Uh, at the end of the day, there aren't more officials on a field just to keep records. The officials are on the field to watch the players. Yeah. Um, you put more officials on the field so that you can get more one-on-one or, or one-on-two. Um, you can get more eyeballs on the field. Um, officiating a game with four football officials, which is what we do for um, JV and, and freshman games, versus seven, which is what we do for playoff games, It's we've just almost doubled uh, or, or really halved yeah. the amount of players we have to watch. Um, all of a sudden I can stay with the tackle a little bit longer to see if he's going to hold. I don't have to be hurry off that tackle to go watch the wide receivers because with seven officials, we got people watching those receivers now. 
<clears throat> so yeah. it's not a it's not a case where the record keeping is why we have officials. Um, if there were so so if there were an app that somebody in the booth had that tracked the timeouts, let's say even an official tracked the timeouts um, and tracked everything, and you could look at it on a watch. Eh, I'm not. I, I don't think that really solves a whole lot of anything, mm-hmm. um, because you'd have to. It, we have an official in the booth. His job is to keep time and keep score. Um, it is not his job to keep. Uh, if you if you've seen a football scoreboard, it's got down and distance and what yard line it's at and the number of timeouts and that sort of thing. It's not his job to do that. Sometimes we will do that if, if we're not too busy with the clock at the moment. Yeah. Um, but it's not the official timeout count. Okay. So there are places on scoreboards for timeout counts, but that's not the official place. The official place is there on the field with the referees. So I don't think that changes even if you've got something displaying it on your, your watch. Um, so I, 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 I hear where you were going with it, but I don't see that that would change a whole lot. Okay. I mean, to me, you haven't presented to me a problem or a painful scenario that would warrant someone to warrant there being a good number of people wanting a device to solve the pain, I guess. Okay. So, so, so here's the reason that I wanted to build it because I wanted it and because yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So, but that said, I can certainly, I can talk myself out of it as well because I could see playing, being on my watch and recording that information and being downgraded because I was using a watch versus using pencil and paper because that's not the standard. Um, so I would not be as evaluated as highly for, you know, playoff crews and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, so I've kind of talked myself out of doing that. I think I have talked myself for, into, for the most part, using the soccer app because the soccer app is cool. Um, hmm people currently use it and it even keeps things like your heat map where you were on the field and how much you ran and jogged and walked and sprinted and all that and i think that's cool um now i don't have uh, a smartwatch. i don't have an android watch at the moment and i'm not going to go buy one just for the soccer app um but i could certainly see it being one of my first purchases if i ever got a, a watch now I um, skipping um, the skipping the discussion or moving away from the discussion on this on this app. Yeah. What is the state of smartwatches these days? Cuz I truly when I I got the very first Apple Watch as a gift from an employer. And after a month I'm like I don't know why I'm using this. So yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll say the same thing. I t- I bought an Android watch. Um, I bought it right before a conference because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to get the most use out of it, it'll be while I'm at a conference when I don't necessarily want to rip my phone out and I just handle everything on my watch. Um, I'm not sure it's, I'm not sure watch where, uh, watch apps are in a great place, right? I, I still think it's heavily fitness focused, um, to where a Fitbit, and would would suffice most of what anybody ever will uses one for. Yeah, um, I know my my college age daughter asked me about it about six months ago. I'm like, you know, I had one, and I never really used it, I, and I, I I I returned it within the 14 days of so I didn't have to pay for. It. And and she's like, okay. I said, so why don't you do the same? Take it, you know, use it for a couple of weeks. And if you don't like it, return it. She ended up keeping it. She loves her, her, her Samsung gear. I think it, mm-hmm. I think it's a Samsung, um, Samsung watch, but it's not, it, I, I can't even tell you why she likes it. She likes getting her text messages on her wrist. Mm-hmm. I found that to be 
I get so many messages in, in a day that it's almost overwhelming on my wrist. Um, usually if it, if it's on my phone, I have to actually take the physical step of picking up my phone and, and looking at the message. If it's on my wrist, I was immediately turning my wrist to see what the message was. So all of a sudden every message became an interruption. Um, and I decided that wasn't useful. So that's where I, I, I'm not sure watches are, are, I still think they're in way early adopter phase for anything but fitness. Now going, so here's, here's something interesting. If you were talking to a business person and they look at their phone while they're talking to you, you think, oh, this person is like looking at text messages or notifications while they're supposed to focus on me, that person is distracted. Is there any difference when they look at their watch and look at a time? Or no, because then, they, then 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 you get there's a difference, but I'm not sure it's any better. Because if they look at their watch, it's they must need to be somewhere. <laughs> Because I had a boss once um, because that said, or, or I bored them to death. One of the two. <laughs> so I had a boss that once said that he got a smart watch because he didn't want to keep using his phone. And as soon as he got the watch, he quit using his phone. But then when we were talking, he kept looking at his goddamn watch. And I'm like, yeah, do you need to go? And he's like, oh, no, I got a, it just buzzed at me. And I'm like. I ain't any better. <laughs> like, at least with my phone, I can just choose to ignore the buzzing. That yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Is it was instinctual. Whenever my wrist would buzz, I would flip and look, and I could. I never got myself out of that habit in the time I had it. Whereas a phone, I can let those messages pile up if I'm in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, so I, I feel like I, I agree. I agree with you. I feel like once a year I hear about Apple's really dedicated to the watch and. I hear people talk about it, but I don't see, I don't hear anyone talk about the watch. Like I don't. But Randy, I want a soccer ref watch app. Well, you can have that. I want to wear it when I'm refereeing soccer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go buy a $300 watch just for that. That, hey, I just bought a Nest thermostat, a, the Nest Protect for the, um, fire and CO2 and a nest Yale lock for the front door. All nice. All now that's about a th- 600 bucks of stuff, if not more for a house. Right. I'm replacing all of those. I'm, I'm replacing existing technology that was already installed in the home only the smoke detector was actually not to code. I needed to do that regardless, but I didn't need, I could just use a good old fashioned key on the lock, the front door. I could have, um, I, the doorbell that I'm going to still install. The, the existing one makes a noise when someone pushes the button. The, you know, the uh, thermostat was working. It wasn't. It didn't. I wasn't able to change it from my phone, but it was still working. So, I think I win the award for frivolous purchases of smart technology. <laughs> just between the two of us, right now. Now, I, I do. The thing is, though, as I, I bought a smart light bulb, and I was sitting down, and I changed the color of it, and Megan instantly was like, "What? Did, how does it do that? I want to do that. How, how does that work?" So. You know, it's it's cool stuff, and I kind of like the fact that I was able that I'm able, getting more control of certain things and have more information. Um, we're gonna our house is going to be more of a social um, type of place than previous home, and now we have the ability to know kind of who would be opening the door and, and stuff with that kind of notification. But there's a lot a lot of this tech. You don't always know is it is it hype or is it utility that is drawing me to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it's hype, and I love it still. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and, and and maybe maybe we have maybe we need to come together, and and I, I don't know if it fits this podcast, but 
you heavily invested in the Nest family of products. Yeah. Um, and that was after some discussion with me. Um, I had gotten a ring video doorbell. And in the meantime, we've actually, uh, it, it was on sale on Black Friday and I couldn't pass it up because we'd been looking at it. We got two ring um, spotlight cameras mm-hmm. uh, for either side of the house. So we heavily went into the ring side of um, the ring family of these devices. So it'll be interesting to see as we mess with them further um, what we find out between them. And this is because you felt like you were missing out on these videos of raccoons and armadillos circling your home at night, right? Exactly why. It had nothing to do with the fact. I mean, we I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast where we've had packages stolen off our front porch, which yeah. is not why we got the video doorbell. It's actually the video doorbell is what allowed us to know that it even happened. Yeah. Um, we got the video doorbell because our doorbell was broken. And I was like, well, heck, if I'm going to go through the effort of wiring a new doorbell, I'm just going to buy a video one. Yeah. Um, and then... Once I had that camera technology, I was like, with two more cameras, I can cover most of the entrances of my home. Um, and I've also, you know, about a year ago, somebody broke into my car. I'm in the driveway. So now I've got a camera out there. Does that mean I'll catch the person? No. Do I? It, it's a spotlight camera. So yeah, that motion is going to trigger a spotlight, which in itself, in and of itself, will deter theft. Um, I know my notifications on my phone's gone up like 50% since I put those cameras in place, but that's a different problem. So I have a doorbell story that is it is in, in an interesting story of today's technology and what you can do. So in order to install this um, Nest doorbell, Nest Hello device, I had our the home, the siding of our new home is cedar and it's at a slant, and the phone device and plate are the mount is you know completely for a ninety degree um, plane, and so you know I go online I start doing the search for Nest Hello installation on a slanted siding, and I find my way to Reddit, and there's a Reddit page where people have talked about how they dealt with this issue of a mount that works with a slant. And so then I end up on a um, maker bot type of site with ha- that has molds that you essentially specify the mold pattern you need. And then you send that to a thing, a bot type of deal. And you pay, you basically go through the process of, crafting your own 3d printed mold for the correct angle of your mount for 20 bucks and have it shipped to you. And then I'm waiting on that mold to come. But I was just like, this is a do it yourself culture that I have not been a part of. Um, I've been a part of it in the ingenuity of code, but when it comes to home repair and like, in like real world holding something i've never done 3d printing like this so it's just an interesting new world of like oh you know what i could solve some other problems printing out some plastic stuff (laughs) but yeah i i don't i'm not going to spend more time on that right now but that was it's just an interesting (laughs) part of problem solving through untraditional means, I guess. Sure. Sure. And, and, and I'll, I'll mention this just as an aside, as, as we, uh, I think we're going to wrap here. Um, but <laughs> yes. we got, we got a, uh, it, anybody that subscribes to West boss videos should have received an email today from him talking about how he was flying a drone, a drone he just got with JavaScript. Um, so, yeah. so that's more about programming and, and controlling, you know, Internet of Things thing. Um, now, I want to circle all the way back around to where we started this, um, because before we yeah. even started recording, I asked you a question and we didn't know the answer. And I want to I want to hit that just as a, a something to leave everybody on. 
Um, and my question yeah. to you was, as somebody who's used React Native and programmed in it, does React Native work on an Apple Watch? And the short answer I've seen in the 15 minutes of research I've done on my phone, so I, I think I put enough qualifiers in there, the short answer is kind of. Um, yeah. But it's it's not, that's not the best language to be using for an Apple watch. Um, so I, I don't know what the true answer is. Maybe someone out there has, has dabbled in that and has a better answer. Um, but it looks like the answer is kind of, but you should probably be using Swift um, instead. So, yeah, I mean, my thought process would be the watch is facing all of the same issues that the original iPhone had memory heat, um, the governors placed on it by Apple, it's access to the API. To me, if you're really, really trying to be as efficient as possible with your app, you have to go with Swift or Objective-C to code that thing because I don't think React Native is has anywhere near the efficiency that you need when it compiles down to the native code. Yeah, I think the short that would be my the guess. short answer is if you want efficiency, JavaScript's probably not your language. Um, yeah, because because again, it's a scripting language. It's not a compiled language. It's 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 a scripted language. Um, I think you want to get more to your compiled languages like a Swift. Um, uh, you know what I said? Swift's compiled. I don't even know that for sure, but I assume it is because it's an Apple based uh, based language. Yeah. So I think it is. So that, that I wanted to get full circle back to that just because that was the question I came into this with. And I want to make sure we answered the question I had before we started recording. So um, if anybody knows differently or has had interesting implementations of React Native on a Apple Watch, please let us know. So what I think you, you really figured out is that you need to quit looking at Apple Watches and look for waterproof paper. Yeah, like I said, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I said, they, <laughs> the, the thing I used the first two years was actual piece of plastic, white plastic, and you could write right on yeah. it. And, and it, it held lead pretty well. But I will tell you, by the fourth quarter, it also smudged. Um, so mm-hmm. by the end of the game, it had smudged a decent amount to where it was almost unusable. So I went to pencil and paper, and as much as I compl- as much as I portrayed there being a weather issue, um, that paper goes inside a little folder, and I've rarely had uh, a water damaged piece of paper. So um, it's here's it's a, not here's a significant a, issue. Okay, the, I'm, I'm not going to let us end this yet. Here's my idea now. Go for it. It's not a it's not a phone. It's not a tablet. It's a small. Let's take a. Um, you wear it on your wrist. It's like a surface type of touch screen, but it's maybe only if you were to take three watches put together, and that would be the width of the screen. Sure. And you have you have one of those touch pens, and all it does is you write down some kind of worded code of what you're tracking and it compiles each of those lines so that on your watch, maybe on the other arm, it is keeping track of data. But let's say you put HM for home, timeout for TO, and then you look at the clock and you write down the clock time and and then you hit save. So you've essentially using chicken scratch, so to speak, um, handwriting, you've recorded the data you wanted. OCR then takes over and compiles it onto a database that is synced up. So you're not, you're, you're still doing the quick and fast writing on a very, on a small screen that's on one wrist. But if you want to see visually the data that's being compiled, you have a scrollable interface on your arm. Like to me, that's the, the input problem is solved that All right, way. So you've just invented a new device that no one will wear um, <laughs> because it's super large. You've invented a new OS that to, to run that device that no one will wear. But the chicken scratch you're talking, if you remember, and this, this was probably in your kindergarten days, 
um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the, the Palm Pilot had graffiti language. So it was similar yes. to an alphabet, but it was just slightly different. You had to know, like a K was more of a more of a swirl than an actual K. Um, and and I kid about it being when you were in kindergarten, but but it, it was when I was I, I was just out of college, if I remember right. But it, so I reinvented the Palm Pilot. Yes. But all I have to do, all I have to do, is say I'm disrupting the referee industry, and someone in, in the valley will give me the money. That's all that I have to do. No, the people in the valley will be like, "What's football?" <laughs> <laughs> They'll know what soccer They'll is. They'll know what soccer is, and that's why soccer is further down the the line. So anyway, <laughs> all right. So I think we've we've meandered around this topic enough in order to get to the exact place where we started, which was we're not doing it. Um, <laughs> but it, well, conversation I, I do think that there's, it. yes, there's like, well, here's the thing you should always call someone and talk to someone to play devil's advocate with your ideas because your idea isn't bad. It's just, is it pragmatic and practical? It's only cool to me or yeah, but and sometimes and sometimes that's okay. That's fun, yeah. and you should build yeah. it. If the, like you should, the thing is, is I was knocking it down as a as a critical devil's advocate. But if at the end of the day you want to have fun and you want to build it for yourself, then forget everything I said and do it. Yeah, for sure. If I didn't already have ten other things I was I wanted to get done then I, w- I would just do it just for the fun of it. But uh, it, I do have 10 other things I want to get done. And in talking it out, I, I think I came to the realization that it sends the wrong signal for me to be u- actually using it on the football field. Um, we haven't talked me out of using it on the soccer field yet, though. That I might still do. So, All right. Very good. So we, right. will, uh, we will talk again soon. All right. Later. Thanks for listening to This Old App. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by makingvoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.